Martin. Martin. Jobber Talk with Martin. Jobber Talk with Martin. Hello and welcome to Jobber Talk. I am your host, Martin. That's Martin. Today's episode, we will be talking to you about my thoughts on PWR Live's latest program called The Showdown. Yes, The Showdown. I can't say SH properly. Yes, you may laugh right now. Is that good? Good. On to the show. So, what are my thoughts on the latest PWR Live event? Well, first and foremost, I am happy that it was very close to home. The venue was quite awesome, actually. You know, if you put that venue at 100% capacity, it's gonna be like the Makati Cinema Square Arena all over again. It's gonna be that awesome of an atmosphere. But this time it has more air conditioning. And we can finally drink beer. That's right, people. You can finally bring beer in this venue. So here's hoping there's going to be more PWR events at the Showdown. Or 500 uh, Shaw Events Pavilion or something. It was a... Yeah, first and foremost, I like the fact that that was the venue. And it didn't hurt that there was a 7-Eleven or two below. So yeah... There's that. So, logistics aside, good job, PWR, for picking a very nice location. It was awesome. Coming from a man from Andaluyong City. So, yeah, let's start off things by talking about the pre-show. For the introduction, it was uh, PWR's Nintendo who introduced us to PWR Live and a future tag team, well actually a recent tag team known as Delirium with uh, Dan Dan you know their names guys, you know their names I'm sorry if I don't know your name, I don't have my notes right now, forgive me basically these were the two winners of last event's pre-show and they were awesome okay so here's what happened. Nintendo was gonna introduce them to PWR. He did, but the network barged in. And it was a pretty nice opening promo for all six people who were involved. Um, so I also like the fact that they uh, channeled the spirit of Theodore Rufus Long and booked themselves into a six man tag team match. Player. Hala hala. So for that six-man tag team match, uh, what can you say? Well, notable events were basically the antics of James Idol Martinez. He used the chair to sit down on the apron. That was fun. Um, and then the antics of the network. Instead of just tagging out, in, out, in, out, they were doing the. They were just, you know, slapping each other's hand like they're playing. Uh, some sort of game that was a very very amusing part of the match for me what else Uh, for the first time in many events uh, PWR is 
is really giving Nintendo a good outlet here to prove his metal, like to highlight his moveset, the usual E Honda slaps, and then my favorite part was the Sure You Can Party when he sure you can the hell out of all three members of the network. You know, that was a beautiful spot for me. Uh, sad to say though, the bad guys are gonna win this one. And they did a triple power bomb on their opponent for the network to be the undefeated stable in pre-show matches. Discounting the fact that two former members had previous gimmicks. I can totally say that here because this is not said blog that I'm writing for. And yeah, we're not kayfabing this damn thing right now. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, okay, the very first match of PWR Live is going to be Johan Oliores taking on Mark DiManalo. Mark DiManalo was being accompanied by Mandaluyong City's own Canto Terror. So it was a uh, welcome home sort of thing for Mr. KT. At the same time, we have Johan Oliores who wants to beat up Mark DiManalo. Which is, okay, I can dig it, I can dig that. So what else can you say about the first match of PWR Live? These two guys put on a good match. And even when I was like taking down notes to write and stuff, uh, it was interesting to see that, holy smokes, they did a twin thing. They they switched around. That, that's not Johan. Whoa, whoa, man. And then... One night stand later, Johan Olioris wins. Uh, that's a very nice way to introduce Logan Olioris, who makes up the one half, the final piece of the YOLO twins. Um, props to the YOLO twins for this matchup. They really, really made people hate them for this. And... And then the shock factor, like, holy smokes, did you guys see that? That's another YOLO there. Uh, that kind of thing? I was legit surprised. So, good job, YOLO twins. And I can't wait to see Beer Prom D versus the YOLO twins. Uh, sad to say, YOLO twins, I think Beer Prom D got your number. Because, hey, Canto Terran Mark D. Manalo. What more can you say? Uh, next up is gonna be one of my favorite segments this year. It's the Mahabang Usapan with Redrick Mahaba, with JDL, with Ralph Imabayashi, with the Royal Flush, and with Ken Warren. Not at the same time, but at separate occasions. It by far probably was the longest talk show segment of PWR. And instead of boring us to hell... The host really carried the segment. He made it fun. He made it funny. The awkward uh, attraction or man crush he had with Main Max and Ken Warren that worked. That worked to perfection. The uh, way he played on, you know, someone departed recently. People were saying Scarlet. He was saying, "Oh no, no, my dog, my dog." <laughs> that was kind of fun. And also how he hearted it out for Ralph and JDL. That was very amusing. Okay. 
point is, good job to Mr. Mahaba for making this segment one of the best talk show segments in PWR history. And that's gonna be a tall task for anyone who wants to make another talk show segment in the next event. So if there's gonna be a Suplado show or another host, they're gonna have to top that. And I don't think they can top that that early for Renaissance. And yeah, that means Rhetoric Mahaba is going to have a tall order to, you know, top this one off. And I really feel he can. And it really depends on the guests. Because the guests here, the sequencing of the guests, that was pretty good. That was that was good. Basically, I was entertained. And that's how it is. It, it was fun. It was kind of long, but it didn't make it look like that long enough for us to say, Hey, this is getting a bit long. You know, time flies when you're having fun. And time surely flew for me. And now, let's go on to the next match. It's Mahaba versus Ken Warren. Is this gonna be the end of Ken Warren's losing streak? And the end of Mahaba's winning streak? Or will Rhetoric Mahaba's ma- match winning streak gonna get a bit longer? Or a bit more Mahaba? Well... Thanks to being counted out, Ken Warren lost again, but this time it's under his circumstances, under his decision. If we're gonna go on a survivor thing here, it's gonna be like he brand enhanced it and he was the author of his own fate. Thankfully, he didn't throw the rice or tried to pee on the rice or tried to get the massage from Jeff Probes. He basically just ranted out and said he deserves better. Storyline-wise, yeah, he does deserve better. He needs to get back on the winning track. Booking-wise, this is a nice way to uh, say, yeah, he's going to lose again tonight. But that doesn't mean he's going to job out. This is just him getting a frustrated look. He's going to lose maybe tonight. And the last time he's going to lose is tonight because the next event, Ken Warren's going to win. I really hope he's going to turn his fortunes back to winning. Because... As much as I like to see a very frustrated, a very ticked off Ken Warren because he keeps on losing, at the same time, if you keep making him lose, you're gonna ruin his credibility as one of PWR's top bad guys. And that's not a good thing. Okay? Um, I mean, the story, the storyline wise, you know, I hope that means he's gonna have that turn there, turn back to winning. Not face turn, but hey, I think he can pull it off. Uh, to Rhetoric, I'm glad that they're continuing his push to win. And his segment previous to that proved that he can handle himself on the mic as well as he can handle himself in the ring. Anyway, next match I liked is the Joey Bax versus Mike Madrigal. You know, this was the match where I thought the newbie was gonna beat Joey Bax cause he was being brass he was being cocky he was so aggressive with a fighter for hire which is rare um, both men had similar build it wasn't like Mike was that taller or bigger or more buff yeah, the same build and yeah I was glad that they gave uh, Joey Bax the win here and uh, post-match, well, Mike Madrigal kind of gave him a low blow. That was kind of Koopal move, man. I am very, very happy, though, 
to see the evolution of Madrigal from pre-show to main show. I think sky's the limit for this guy in the next few events, so I hope they don't drop the ball on him and he keeps his own momentum. He gives the people of the PWR board a reason to give him a more relevant storyline or a relevant match or two in the next few events because I think they have something here with Mike Madrigal. Speaking of having something here, let's go to the next match with Vlad Sinsik versus the former PWR champion Ralph Imabayashi. Unlike the last match, I expected Ralph to win this narrowly or win this like dominantly. I didn't know he was going to lose here. Um, it was a very shocking and surprising win for Vlad. The character of Vlad Sinsik really, really was good. Um, here's the theme for tonight's uh, podcast, or today, I don't know when you're going to listen to this. The theme here is the newbies of PWR are very, very, I don't know, very balanced, very ready for the main shows. And it showed here for Vlad, for Madrigal, for the next guy I'm going to talk about. Um, Vlad reminded me of a certain bearded character from the Wyatts, who's currently injured, as well as that former wrestler by the name of Brody. Uh, it was like if there was, if we were joking before that Fighters for Hire was mini Brock and mini Rusev, this guy is kind of mini Brody. And I think he has yet to scratch the surface of this guy, of his character. And I'm very confident. And I'm very, very much excited to see Vlad Sinsik evolve as a character and as a very, very interesting piece for PWR in the next few events. I'm a bit confused what they want to give Ralph Imabayashi in the next few events because I really thought he was going to win here. Because if Vlad lost here, it doesn't matter. Vlad did a very good showing. And he's gonna still be seen as a as a viable contender to either the PHX Championship or the PWR Championship, win or lose against a former PWR champ to boot. Um, yeah, I'm sorry if I'm going on my high horse here, but they didn't have to have Ralph lose just to solidify or, you know, give Vlad a push. He already had a push. Period in this event with his debut match coming off against a former champion like Ralph. But what I like about the post-match is that the network was there to uh, to help Ralph in his losing ways. You know, he they said that, hey, we gave JDL these supplements, we gave Mahaba this drink, now we give you this Kankong. You know, um, <laughs> that was a nice kind of joke because in the past PWR had a certain vegetable being used by a certain PWR wrestler as a weapon <laughs> so it was a throwback or a callback to that uh, Sitao thing back at MCS Arena so uh, good job to Ralph and the network for this very entertaining spot I guess that means it's gonna be the network versus Imabayashi versus hopefully I don't know, Vintendo and a third guy? 
I really don't know, but you know, this is going to be a very nice feud if it's going to start. Speaking of feuds, Sandata was supposed to fight Brian Leo, but when we re-recall in the Mahabang Usapan, and I did not mention this, the Royal Flush came in, but there was no Brian Leo or Scarlet. Well, we know where Scarlet is. She just left, but Brian Leo wasn't there either. Instead of Brian Leo, we had Chino Ginto. God damn it, Chino, that's not funny. Nah, no, just kidding, that was kind of funny. What I have to say here is that they continued the feud between Chino and Sandata. With Chino blaming Sandata. Yeah, blaming Sandata for his loss against Main Max. Had Sandata not quote-unquote injured Chino Gintos or ankle, he would have been at 100% for his PHX title shot. I'm not gonna be blaming Chino for this reasoning, because, hey, Sandata may have a hand in him being less than 100%, but are you sure it wasn't Crystal's fault? Because she took it to the limit against Chino Ginto as well. More on Crystal after the next few segments. So I really hope this leads to Chino versus Sandata. And I think we have our six-man tag team match. The Network, James Idol Martinez, Bruno Big Bank Bernardo, and Chino the Golden Boy Ginto, taking on maybe former PWR champion Ralph Imobayashi, taking on Vintendo, taking on Sandata, in a six-man tag team match that Teddy Long would be so proud to book for Renaissance? Yeah, I, I like the sound of that. But hey, that's not me to say. That's just me being biased towards Theodore R. Long-style booking. Okay, on to one of my favorite newcomers. And this is where me and my friend John will disagree. Because Mandal Martivo taking on Trabajador Tres. Yes, I'm talking to you guys about Trabajador Tres. The third man in a long line of awesome Trabajadores in the PWR. He's gonna make his uh, brothers or fathers or uncles, Uno and Dos, proud. Because he is the first Trabajador to make it in the main show. Remember, Uno and Dos debuted at the pre-show. Tres debuted at the main show. What I like about this match is Martivo was very charismatic and... uh, he really used his ring gear to his advantage when he has that pack ganern on his sewn on the back of his tights. That's like very nice p- placement of his gimmick right there. Okay. No, no, I'm seriously. I'm I'm serious about this. No, that was very nice. That was very advantageous and and he took the advantage of that and it was enjoyable. Okay. But what I, I... I I'm not sure if I got the name right. It's Grabby Tay or Grabby Tay. His, his uh, sit-down drop thing finisher. No, for me, the PWR roster can really be... 
mixed on that kind of finisher. But for me, that that works. If he's gonna face people who has builds similar to his or a bit smaller, that's a nice finisher to do. But I doubt he's gonna use that on bigger guys like Main Max or The Machine or Bruno. But who knows if he can? He might. You know, he might. Yeah. That would be interesting. So now let's go to one of the more interesting events that occurred here. This is one thing I'm going to tell you guys. Um, maybe, just maybe, had Scarlet and Crystal signed this contract, it would have been the start of the women's division. So, yeah. Oh. Uh, Long story short, the next segment was Crystal uh, talking about her moving on and still kicking butt and still waving the flag for a PWR women's division even though Scarlet is gone, which is for me awesome. But with Scarlet gone, I guess this is where Crystal is now put into a rabbit hole position where she can't get out of again. Had Scarlet been there, I guess it would have been Scarlet Crystal at Renaissance instead of Main Max versus Crystal Renaissance for the PHX title. However, this kind of match is gonna be, you know, good. Because remember, guys, the final two people for the PHX title gauntlet were Crystal and Chino Ginto. And had Crystal won, she would have been facing Main Max. This was a match in the making had she won. But at the same time, this is like Bambi versus Godzilla. I um, I don't hold any strong opinions about this booking. Just like... Yeah, I'm not gonna be that much hard on this. I can see how PWR got stuck in a situation where they have to... No, they have to follow up something here. Because maybe this happened because one of two people left the company. Had that not happened, we would be seeing two women fight it out and have the genesis of the PWR women's division. Or maybe we won't. Maybe had she stayed, this was the swerve. We can all like be keyboard warriors here. We can all be like smarks and say, Meh. I don't know, Martin. Maybe if she did stay here, it's still gonna be like Main Max versus Crystal, man. You know why? Cause that's how I think, man. That's gonna be an awesome swerve, man. I don't know, smart guy. I'm just saying, maybe had they stayed, I, I'm sticking my guns and saying it would have been Crystal versus Scarlet for the next event and not Main Max and S Crystal. As much as I want Crystal to win here. For the next event, if Main Max loses here, PWR is gonna have a hard time making him look like a legit bad guy. Big bad. They're legit big bad. So I really think Main Max is gonna dominate here. Regardless if we're gonna see a White Knight save Crystal midway or way before the match starts. And if someone does, well I'm sorry if it's gonna be Mahaba. She's gonna shoot him down and say, I want this shot. Because he's a strong, independent woman, mother of truckers. And bless her soul. 
So yeah, I'm I'm not gonna say the sky is falling on this kind of storyline. Alright, I'm just saying it's gonna be interesting on September how they're gonna pull this off. I still remember PV versus Crystal and that was one of my favorite matches that time in I Academy. Yeah, it was in I Academy. It really got everyone revved up. So main Max versus Crystal, it's gonna be interesting to see how this dynamic's gonna you know, gonna form out. Bigger man versus woman. Uh so speaking of number one contenders, we know Crystal is gonna be number one contender for PHX title because Main Max signed the contract. Let's go on with Sebastian versus Panzer. Hold it. Hold it, guys. Because we're going to have a new challenger here, and it's going to be the masked man known as the Apocalypse. So it's going to be a three-way match. And this is one of my favorite matches of the night. Uh, they went everywhere at ringside. Panzer and Sebastian did a double power bomb on the walkway on Apocalypse. That looks so sick, and ah, oh, that's going to be painful, man. I like that El Guerrero spot by Panzer from the top rope to the outside to land on his opponents and the PWR staff. The ending was kind of nice. So I was like, oh, snap. You know, um, Panzer is knocked out by the curb stomp like maneuver of the apocalypse. Do you think. Um, Apocalypse is going to pin him to win. Nope. There's one kill shot for the Apocalypse. He gets rolled out of the ring. And my boy John Sebastian wins this match. So it's going to be a callback to Terminus 2014. If it's going to be John Sebastian taking on JDL for the PWR title. I'm not sure if that's going to be one-on-one. But remember, just like Ralph Imabayashi... Like a few months ago, Brian Leo still has a rematch clause. And is he going to use it for Renaissance? More on that later. Right now, let's talk about champion versus champion. Jake DeLeon versus Main Max. The opening part of this match was pretty awesome. A lot of reversals, a lot of chain wrestling, a lot of Max or JDL avoiding key signature moves. From the other guys on the corner. That was pretty nice. No, I, I like that. The ending though, it, it was very nice to see Main Max calling off the finishing maneuvers of all his royal flush mates. Well, this is what I got from George, so uh, good on George for pointing this out. He tried to do the kill shot, the pedigree, the royal flush down on JDL at separate points in one sequence. And that, that was nice to do. But eventually, JDL got him with the Alipin drop and was about to win. Sad to say, we got John Sebastian and Peter Versosa who was going to stop that, and they did. So it was going to be a royal beatdown on JDL. This was one of the nicest endings for John Sebastian where he was sitting on top of his champion. Yeah, the challenger. It's the basic challenger 
lays out champion leading into the next event. So, bold prediction here. Is it gonna be really just Sebastian JDL for the title? Or is it gonna be Sebastian, Leo, and JDL for the title? The betting man in me says it's gonna be a three-way. It's gonna be Leo, Sebastian, JDL. And this might lead to the fallout of the Royal Flush. And uh, if so, who's going to be the good guy here? Is it going to be the Flush? Or is, or is it going to be Brian Leo? Maybe if that happens, it might be a returning Brian Leo. Remember, the promos of John Sebastian, they don't care where the hell Brian Leo is that night. It's like they already thrown him out. And if they were going to say they were kidding in the next show why would they say it then and not when they said it here in PWR Live all in all I all in all I gotta say this was one of my favorite PWR events ever and that's a bit biased because hey it was near my house so if you want an unbiased view we have other podcasts here in the around the world we have the internet people but in my view one of the best PWR lives ever in PWR history. And we'll talk about this in Volume 2, Chapter 10 of PWR's History. This coming 2017. So I gotta thank the boys and girls of PWR for inviting me and and the rest of the people, basically, who watched. Because it was a very awesome night. I mean... Um, Start to finish, this was one of the strongest PWR shows I've ever been on. I really had fun. Now, as of this recording, something has yet to be posted on a certain website or a certain blog. So, if you're listening, guys, and it's already Saturday, I really hope you post it online. Just kidding, just kidding. Don't forget to subscribe to Jobber Talk on iTunes. We're also on Stitcher, I think. Or is that something else? I don't care. I forget. Don't forget to follow us on Channel 14 at the Twitter. We are at CH14. That's all letters, not numbers. We also have an email. So if you want to talk to me via email, you can contact us at Contact at channel14.com or jobbertalk at channel14.com. Is that right, Zhao? Yeah, I'm sure that's right. Also, we have a Google Plus page. Don't forget to plus us on your G+. And do not forget to listen to our other shows. Radio Norm is back from its mid-season 2 break. So give Radio Norm some love. Give Norm some love and... Listen to his latest episode. Spoilers. It talks about the club. No, not the not the wrestling stable, the club. It just talks about a club. And don't forget to listen to our other podcasts like Third World Linux and Bodega Nights. 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 Finally, do not forget to help us unsuck. Help Channel 14 unsuck and be a bit better for 2017 by donating to us via PayPal or be a patron. Trust me, 
And that's it, guys. Take care. And woo-woo-woo till you know it. And if you reach this part, this is the off-tangent segment. And today, hopefully, is Saturday. And I have to greet two people a happy birthday. Hey, friend one, quote-unquote friend, I don't know anymore. Wishing you a very happy birthday, wherever you are celebrating. And friend number two, wishing you a advanced happy birthday. We coming for you, motherfucker! Yeah! Inside jokes aside, hope you guys are having fun. It's August. You know what that means? We're gonna have HistoryCon and APCC. It's a pop Comic Con 2016. I am so hyped for APCC 2016. I'm gonna buy me a two-day or three-day pass. Yeah, that's out of the question. I'm totally going to be there. And I'm so stoked to know that HistoryCon is not at the Resorts World area. It's now at WTC. So it's like walking distance from my office. So I know when to go there. Probably the first two days to check out the other federation. I think it's MWF. So yeah, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be off the hook. It's going to be off the wall. It's going to be a packed August. And... September is going to be WWE Live in Manila. And then there's that concert. A couple of concerts from my favorite YouTube groups. Uh, one band and one acapella group. The acapella group's kind of pricey, so I'll go with the first one. How about you guys? Which concert are you going to check out? You know where to contact us. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Nudge. <laughs>